Deb. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Whew. All right, Super Bowl Sunday. I'm excited. Wore my Rams colors. They're wearing royal blue and gold today, and I thought, yep, don't have a jersey or I'd be wearing that. <laughs> hey, by the way, Rams are from St. Louis. We have some friends from St. Louis. I'm, like, so excited to see Rich and Courtney. They were a part of our church, and uh, they're now in St. Louis with Pastor David Turner, and, and uh, they've come to, to visit. I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> Awesomeness. <laughs> hey, well, our uh, word for this year, Pastor Barry has given us, is the word shine. Man, that is shining in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, shine. All I see is like heads, <laughs> which I guess is kind of good. Uh, but he's given us the word shine, and, um, and that's the word that he's received over our church. He just finished up the series and, and our vision as a as, uh, Bob said we have our membership meeting last uh, week. So this last month, if you missed any of that, I encourage you to go to the, the, uh, the app, the church app, and be able to hear that on the pad, podcast. Okay, it's going to be one of those days. Thank you. Podcast. I may be tripping over my words. I may be, you know, the Lord gave me three, three points, and that was it. And I was like, Pastor Barry asked me to speak on God's faithfulness because he's been faithful all the time. He's faithful. He's been really faithful this last, uh, well, the last couple of years. And uh, I was telling Tom on the way here, you know, I could have spoke on Joseph. Just had one key passage and gone through the faithfulness that God is for Joseph and how no matter what he went through, God was there all the time. He was there with him, it says, and the Lord was with him and the Lord was with him. But God didn't give me that. And uh, just so you know, me coming up here and just because I'm a pastor and just because I've gone to Bible college or whatever doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> it does not. In fact, this Sunday makes it harder because um, a key passage is what you have and then you just, you know, go off of that and give the points of it. And, and God didn't give me that. And I'm like, Lord, I just want to be obedient to what you have for me to speak. One, just let me be a conduit of your voice. And two, I just thought maybe if I opened my mouth, it'd come out. <laughs> but I know I have to do my research. <laughs> but he's faithful. God's faithfulness is amazing. There's a bunch of stuff that has been floating around in my head probably since fall. Just like, I mean, as, as you're in the word of God and as you're reading, whether it's, this book or whether it's your app and I finally switched from my app for the last three years I've been reading off my app back to the Bible because I like underlining what I want to underline not what they want to underline for me and I don't know it's just been good it's just been good and I've been going off of the uh, journal the Lectia Divina that uh, Patrick and Mindy as I was talking to Patrick, and I was like, yeah, this year, that's what I need to do. I've read through the Bible probably the last 10 years, and it's checking off. Oh, yeah, I read that. Check. Read that. Check. Yeah. Yeah, the Lord speaks to me. Yeah, I write things in a journal once in a while. But this has been just a small chunk of scripture that I've really been chewing on. And as a result, it's like whew, fire hose of stuff in my head 
that I think I need to kind of bring down to a drinking out of the garden hose. And yeah, we used to do that back in my day. <laughs> and, I, and I'm okay. <laughs> so here it is, the faithfulness of God. These are the three points God gave me. It's strengthening. It strengthens us. His faithfulness strengthens us. His faithfulness is sustaining. It's always there. It's always the same. It's like this base that, that sustains, you know, when the concrete sustains the foundation. God sustains us. And his faithfulness gives us a story to tell. It's storytelling. And that's one way we shine, is by telling others the story. So when we look at his faithfulness, I was like, man, Lord, I, okay, so let's just take God's faithfulness or the faithfulness of God. When I look at faithfulness, it's like devotion, right? It's a trueness, a true heartness, a dedication, a commitment, an allegiance, a steadfastness, a reliability, dependability, et cetera, et cetera. I say it's a stick it outness. <laughs> That's my word. <laughs> Here it says it's a steadfast fidelity to whatever one is bound to. By a pledge, a duty, or obligation, I'm going to even say a covenant. You're a faithful friend, a faithful spouse. Faithfulness in your marriage, it's huge. Faithfulness, that's who God is. His character, that's part of his character. Now, I can't give you all the attributes of God's character, but I was looking up some of them, well, just thinking of some of them, and one of them was, he's holy. In Revelations, it says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy. He's holy. He's perfect. And just that alone is like, wow, God, you're above all. You're holy. He's love. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. Who'd ever believe in him would not die but have everlasting life. God is love. First John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for God is of love. And anyone that loveth God is born of God and knoweth God. I'm, I'm doing a song in my mind. <laughs> but God is love. And you know, this, my mouth is really dry, sorry. <laughs> this, uh, I had my eyes open to the kind of love that God has for us. I know God, and I grew up in church. Since I was 10 days old, I'd been in church. My parents were not strong believers at the beginning, but they knew, hey, someone invited them to church. They started going to church about maybe a year or two before I was born. And then when I was born, I was in church. I was dedicated to the Lord. And um, so I've grown up hearing about the love of God, knowing the love of God. Heard in Genesis where, you know, God created the, the um, heavens and the earth and he created the Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve. And, and then when they sinned, it was like he kicked them out of the garden. Now, this is my growing up mind thinking they kicked him out of the garden. And he put an angel there like with a sword and like, don't come back. Right. And I was like, man, God, that's not very loving. You're, you're, this is what my mind is thinking as growing up. Right. It's like you made that for them. And then. So they did something wrong. I do stuff wrong all the time. You're going to kick me out? I mean, that's what my mindset was thinking. But then I realized, you know, they ate. He told them one thing not to eat from. The tree of the knowledge of the good and evil, right? He said that was the one tree 
There were two trees in the center of the garden, but he told them not to eat from that tree. And that was the tree that the enemy enticed them to eat from. So God in his love, I mean, realize they, they did what was wrong. Sin does what? Separate us from God. I'm sure God's heart was broken. And, and so he puts them out of the garden because of his love for them. It says he put them out and he put the angel there so they wouldn't come back to the tree of life. Because I think if they ate of the tree of life, they may be in their sinful condition forever and be separated from him forever. So in his love, he had to remove them from that so they wouldn't be separated forever. And he sets a plan in motion of his son coming down for God so loved the world, he gave his son. That's love. And my mind's changed in thinking, oh, man, he didn't do that because he was mad at him and kicked him out. God's character is love. He is faithful in his holiness. He is faithful. There's faithfulness in his love. He's not an angry God. We serve a good, loving God all the time. God is sovereign over all things. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's a just judge. The faithfulness of God you can find in his abundant mercy, right? He's abundantly merciful God. He is so good all the time. Now, if you look up scripture, you probably won't see God is good all the time. But in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, not just a little bit, but abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, that's right, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. In all things, at all times, you will have all that you need. All. Not just a little bit. Not just a teensy. Not just a pinch. That's not as making something pinch of salt. No, not just a pinch. God doesn't give you a pinch. He gives you the whole thing. The whole thing. He is faithful. And it says his faithfulness endures through all generations. God's faithfulness is sustaining. And he strengthens us. Knowing his character, knowing who God is, knowing his faithfulness, that he is for us, he's not against us. It's like, I feel like we need to be steeped in that. I've been drinking tea lately. I'm a coffee drinker in the morning. I've, I've, down, I've made it come down to one cup. Used to be all day long, one cup in the morning. But I'll drink tea at night, decaffeinated. <laughs> and you have to let the tea steep. It sits and then the water just absorbs all oh, the wonderful mint flavor of the tea, right? <laughs> we need to be steeped in this, in God's word. We need it to saturate us. I think of a sponge. And when you put a sponge in water, you know how it just soaks up all the water? 
in our dry condition sometimes, that's what we need to do. We just need to soak up all that we can. Someone was telling me once, but I read the word just, just recently. But sometimes it just doesn't, I just don't get it. Like it's just not, it's not clicking. And I told him, it's okay. Because what I heard Jack Hayford say one time was even when you're reading God's word, you're feeding your spirit person. May not be in the natural, but you're feeding your spirit person. And so I've gone off that, all right? Because when I'm ready, when it needs to come, the Holy Spirit's going to bring that back. He will bring it back to mind. It'll fill me up. Knowing his character, knowing his faithfulness, being steeped in it. Okay, so I was back to a sponge. Sponge soaks it all up. And then what does a sponge do? <laughs> if you squeeze the sponge a little bit, water's going to come out, right? So if we're so filled up in the word of the Lord, or in, oh, that's much nicer, in the praises of God, if we're filled up with worshiping him, this is how I fight my battles right here. Worshiping God, praising God, giving him glory. If we're filled up like that, when we get squeezed, when the world starts to come down on us a little bit, what's going to squeeze out? It's God's goodness, God's praises, God's love. I got squeezed not too long ago. Um, I wasn't going to share this, but I had, I had some money stolen out of my wallet and some gift cards. It to totaled probably about 140 bucks. Now, I do not carry that kind of stuff in my wallet. This just happened to be the perfect storm that day of having cash that Tom just gave me the day before. Had gift cards in there that we had received actually from the district. And it was, you know, a Sunday before I went out to Olive Garden and saving the rest for our date night. And, um, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is, this is not good. I mean, it, and I thought my phone was lost, thought my keys were lost. All the, I mean, it, someone had gone through my stuff. And... And I was, uh, as I was sitting there, I'm like, God, you've got this. Because I know coming, here, coming to that place on the, on the, in the morning, I felt the enemy wanted to do something. I even spoke out loud in my car by myself. It was probably about 6 in the morning, which is early for me. <laughs> and, and as I'm driving, I'm like, enemy, I know you want to do something, but my God has a victory. That's what I said. Because I just felt that. I was like, my, my God has a victory. I'll tell you, by the end of this whole circumstance, I had people, people I did not know, they were strangers, who were saying to me, man, you're taking this pretty well. You're taking, man, I would be upset. I would be, you know, what's, what good is that going to do? I said, I'm a child of, of the Most High King, and he, he's got my back. He's going to take care of me. I didn't know these people. But I'm going to speak what I know. What's going to come out is when I'm, when I'm pressed, on, you know, when you get crushed a little bit, what's going to come out is what I filled myself with. And uh, praise God, money was restored, thankful to my friend. My phone was restored. My keys were found. God showed me things about my husband and his spiritual authority and just the presence of him being where I need him. And as we were singing about the presence of God, it reminded me of that. If I can just feel peace with my husband saying, hey, it's going to be okay. And putting his arms on me, around me. And that's when I can kind of let down. How much more when God does that? 
his presence because his presence is faithfulness, right? He's faithful. So we need to be steeped in that. Because in reality, sometimes it seems like everything may be coming down on us once in a while, right? There may be times when we walk through, just because we're a believer, just because we know the Lord doesn't mean it's going to be, whoo, easy breezy. <laughs> Not at all. It's even going to be a little bit tougher, possibly. But it's how we walk in it. And if you watch the news, man, my heart gets crushed sometimes. I heard the news of a pastor just giving his life, I mean, taking his life um, last week. And my heart was heavy because I thought, man, if we as leaders don't understand the goodness and the love. Now, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't want to talk into that because I have no idea. But my, my heart was breaking for his congregation, for his family, for his staff. And I'm like, we got to know the goodness of the Lord. We have to know his faithfulness. We have to know. We have to walk in it. Because there's a verse in 2 Corinthians which says we're going to get pressed on every side. We're going to be perplexed. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to be struck down. But then here's what God says. (laughs) He says, we're hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, right? Perplexed, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Because why? God's faithful. He's faithful and he strengthens us. He gives us the strength. And Isaiah says that we can ride on the uh, wings of eagles, right? He strengthened us. We're strengthened by him. <laughs> the other day, um, I was reading, in, in fact, it was in the journal in 2 Corinthians 7. And I, and I don't remember seeing this before, but Paul was talking to the Corinthians, and, and he had written them a letter before. And, and he says this one thing in, in verse 7. It says, man, we had no rest. We were harassed at every turn. We had conflicts on the outside, and there was fear within. But God, I love those but gods. You can read through, and it's, this happens, this happens. But God, but God. There's got to be a, another sermon in there. There's a lot of but gods in the Bible. One of these days, I'm going to do that you know, about God's, not about God's butts, about but God's. Got to be careful with that. Um, <laughs> but God, he sent Timothy to encourage them and then bring encouragement from the church, and they were comforted. Pressed down, conflicts raging on the outside, and fear within. I was like, oh, my goodness. How many times do we feel that sometimes? The enemy is tricky. He's strategic in trying to bring us down. And he's not just, oh, you believers, that's just out there. No, I'm not one of those go seek where he is, whatever. No, I just seek the Lord and what he does. But John 10, 10, he comes to still kill and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and to give it abundantly. Whatever we're facing, whenever we're facing it, God is faithful. And his faithfulness continues through all generations generations his faithfulness is sustaining strengthening us it kind of goes hand in hand he strengthens he sustains us he strengthens he sustains us, right it's continual it's continual it goes hand in hand all the way through just because you may have not received your promise yet 
doesn't mean it's not going to happen. My knees have been bummed since I was 14 years old. I've been going to the doctor for my knees, playing sports, uh, being born with a crooked kneecap. Uh, I was a catcher for softball and a pitcher and a source. I mean, I played. I played sports. I played volleyball. In college, at life, we had a volleyball team. There were six on the team. We were not very good, but hey, I loved playing. <laughs> we were playing a match. There was only six of us. My knees were killing me. So what do I do? Because when you're in college, you can do anything, right? Grab some ice, stuck it in my knee pads, and kept on playing. Now I can barely get up from the chair <laughs> because of back then. It hurts. They have said I have, when I was 30, I had the knees of an 80-year-old. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> now that I'm older than that, what are my knees at? <laughs> but God, but God is faithful. I believe he told me he's going to heal my knees. And, you know, I have no idea what's in there because the last time I went, the doctor said, hey, uh, you need a knee replacement. Basically, that's what you need. But until you can't handle the pain anymore, we, we're, there's nothing we can do. It may hurt once in a while. Sometimes, not at all. It's like because God is faithful. He hasn't completely brought the healing that I'm expecting, but I don't look in the natural what he's doing in the spiritual I read that Dutch Sheets intercessory prayer. Don't look in the natural what's going on because you don't know what's going on in the spiritual. You don't know. We can't look with our natural eyes what God's doing. We just have to trust him. And then he's going to give us a story to tell, right? He strengthens us. He sustains us. And then he gives us a story to tell. I do have a story that I want to tell on. But as we were here at 9.30 this morning, and we were praying. And everything that was prayed for during the time that we were meeting, I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys, like, kind of just spoke my sermon. <laughs> it's like, you just spoke on the faithfulness of God. It's like, okay, we can go home. <laughs> it, was, it was neat of God, the story of God's faithfulness. I'm going to ask Andrew and uh, Tom Greenley and Rosie uh, to come on up. Because they were sharing a story and, uh, of God's faithfulness. I want, I'm going to ask them to keep it brief, just like they did when, when they were sharing during our time here of what God was doing. And I want you to hear the faithfulness of God. Because he gives us a story to tell, to be able to shine and to squeeze, don't you squeeze, out onto others. Go ahead. So I'm a stay-at-home dad. My wife works at APU. We've been paycheck to paycheck for... A while since, especially since I started staying home with the kids, and um, about six or nine months ago, my car uh, broke down, and it was one of those breakdowns where you no longer have a car. And we started carpooling, and um, still living paycheck to paycheck because that car was paid off and didn't have that expense alleviated. Not like a car payment disappeared or anything. And um, started canceling whatever I could. We don't need cable. We don't need storage. We don't need uh, this Netflix account. We don't need that. And I, I managed to find enough funds for a van. And um, <clears throat> we just started Financial Peace University last November. <laughs> and somehow <laughs> we've paid off $7,000 of our debt. <laughs> 
It doesn't make any sense, but I don't care. <laughs> God's faithfulness, amen. <laughs> How do I follow that? Well, so uh, this morning in prayer, Christy asked us for some Thrive stories. And I went first and I said, you know, um, I don't remember exactly what he talked about now, but, but a lot of the things that Pastor Barry preached about last week uh, really resonated with me. And at the end, he encouraged, kind of challenged us to go back to the back and, 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 and get some prayer. And I went back there and, and Tom Ward was back there. And um, he and I have, had met before and talked about some things that were, I was going through, just some healing I needed just in my heart. Um, hurts and that led to guilt and shame and, and things like that and just, you know, struggling with just letting some things go. Not that I'm trying to hang on to it, but, you know, things just dog you. And I even talked to Pat and I said, can we talk sometime because I just, you know. And um, we hadn't even got a chance to do that. Um, but um, I went back and I, I went up to Tom and I said, hey, what he said. <laughs> I, I, uh, what, what, what Pastor Barry said. I just, I, I want to pray, you know. And so Tom, Tom, Tom prayed for me and he put his hand on my chest. He prayed for my heart and prayed for healing. And it was just a Holy Spirit thing. And it was that miracle that, that I've been holding out for. And I, now um, I've been through counseling. I've been through, I've been through Celebrate Recovery. I've, I've, I've done some things. I've done work in my life like I know a lot of you have. And, but I felt like there was still that thing I was waiting for. And I heard other people say, hang on for your miracle. Hang on for your miracle. I'm like, God, I'm hanging on for that miracle. Like, I'm really hanging on for that. And, you know, um, it, this is not like a mountaintop high. It, it, God did something. In, in my heart last week, <laughs> and it was a Holy Spirit thing. I felt it. Tom felt it. He goes, there it is, Tom. I said, yeah, and I, I kind of swooned, and I'm not one of those. We're Pentecostal, but I'm not that Pentecostal, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, but my, my Baptist wife is more Pentecostal than I am, I think, sometimes, but it was a Holy Spirit thing, and I, and I, I kind of I kind of did this thing, and he's like, yeah, that was it, and you know what? My heart's just healed. Ooh, and it's one of those Lord. things that I'm, you know, I'm just hanging on to. And I, I just want to say one more thing that I, I spoke in, in, in the prayer time this morning, and that's that, you know, God's got our future. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. If all the devil has over us is our past, the devil has nothing. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> oh, my, man. This is my friend. <laughs> I am so grateful. I am a walking miracle just to be yes. here up here to even yep. to say anything yep. to you guys this morning. As you well know, some of you don't know me. I am Rosie Vasquez. I am, like, so proud to just be a part of this family at Thrive Church. And I am so glad to be alive, to be walking. I was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer. I was not even supposed to be here today. And I, God has totally destroyed that tumors. And I am here. I have no, nothing removed and I am here to tell you that God is so good. At this morning as we had prayer, I want to share with you, there is a pastor that, in Ohio who messaged me because Foursquare was good enough. I honestly thought no one's going to read a Foursquare article that was written. As the Pemberthys shared my story, they reached out to me and they wrote an article. And I never thought that this little article was going to reach and double and double. And I'm getting bombarded by emails and trying to know who I am or trying to find out how did God heal you. And I said, I don't have no, no special, no thing you have to read, no special, <laughs> don't have anything. All I can tell you is that I surrender it. I was at that doctor's office as I was sharing. I surrendered and I said, God, if they are supposed to take it, I, I'm okay with it. 
The minute I let go, I'm telling you, the minute you let go, the minute that you let go of your finances, as I said, the minute that you let go of your marriage situation, my husband's in the back. He is here because of that. He wasn't serving God. I, like Ms. Deb was preaching today, when you think that those crying, that kneeling, that begging, that you never thought he was going to come to Christ, that I thought our marriage is going to be, oh, and he's right there. I'm going to tell you, serving. Jason is right here to be testimony of those cries that the enemy tried to destroy. So I know, I'm telling you, trust in God and he will see you through. Tell us about the pastor. Amen. Let me finish my story. <laughs> I can preach like my step. <laughs> that pastor went, he told me, I want you to pray in your church. Pastor Barry, I showed Pastor Barry in our church in the morning prayer, started praying for him. He went to his appointment on the 1st of February. His appointment on the 1st of February, he gets there. They're supposed to give him results. He wrote on his post, they have not given me a result. I do not understand. They, they're baffled to tell me what is going on. And I said, I know what's going on. That was what happened to me, right? They could not explain it. They could not explain how it got, like, shrapnel exploded from one side to the other, and it is gone. And the doctor's going to say, and I said, yeah, you know what? Yeah. It was God. Yep. So I just want to yeah. share that with you guys to trust. And before I finish preaching, to give it back to Ms. Deb. <laughs> Thanks, Josie. <laughs> like, oops, sorry. <laughs> I was like, whoa, she's starting to preach here. <laughs> yeah, that pastor went in for a biopsy and yet comes out with, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. Trusting and relying on him because he is faithful. He is faithful. You know, uh, this summer we had gone on our trip. We had been gone for the last couple of years during the summer, encouraging and, and strengthening with God's strength pastors and just loving on them doing what they needed to be, what needed to be done there. And um, so after we came back, you know, we had been looking at our finances and praise God, he was faithful in, in supplying and we look at them pretty regularly. Tom's really good at that and, and he keeps me informed and we keep tab tabs on the things together and, and uh, we're trying to be faithful and good stewards of what God gives us um, because it all belongs to him. So we knew that uh, actually just like right now, we were going to be taking a hit. So he was going to be losing some income. And so we knew that, and we still looked at it, and we thought, oh, we're, we're still going to be okay. We're going to be good. Everything seems to be going all right. Everything was in alignment until it wasn't. <laughs> in the fall, of a sudden, he goes, Deb, I'm looking at this over again, and somehow we're going to be really short. And I was like, what? But, but we already did this. What, what happened? He goes, I don't know. Here, you look it over. So as I was looking it over, I thought, oh, man. We missed something. How did we miss it? Like, were our eyes blinded? Were, what, what happened? Like, we could, all right, doesn't matter. We don't have to understand it. Um, so then our faith started to arise. I, was, and I had just finished my, my devos when he started talking to me. God gave strength. I was like, oh, you know what? We're going to have an opportunity to see God move. That, that's what this is. We're going to have an opportunity to see God, God move. We're his kids. He's our daddy. He'll take care of us. So, um, so then, of course, your mind goes into, like, what I would do. I'd counsel, hey, you know what? You can work. Go go get a job. I'm like, okay, I'll go get a job. Oh, the golf course is hiring. Oh, that'd be fun to work at a golf course. Yeah, but I don't want to be cooking all the time. It was for a cook. <laughs> I was like, I cook at home. <laughs> but I was like, but if that's what you want me to do, God, that's what I'll do. If we've experienced his faithfulness before, I knew he was going to pull through. So as we continue to read his 
word, our faith continues to build, right? As we worship and we praise him, our faith continues to build on his faithfulness. And a couple of weeks ago, I was filling out a job application because someone was like, hey, you can substitute teach. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I could do that. And as I'm starting to fill it out, I'm like, oh, man, it's been 30 years since I've been in college. And I don't want to go back and get all those transcripts and figure out certificates and all this. I mean, just I'm just being truthful. I didn't want to do that. And somehow I didn't feel that's what God had for me. And we have never been not working for the church because that's just, that's our lives. You are the church. You work for your, this church, right? We're all the church. We continue to work, continue to minister, continue to love on people. But I said, I just want to go back to what I was doing at the church. Not what I was doing, but back to the church. It's not because it's my comfort zone. It's because it's my call. Because like I said, this isn't easy. Me being up here, is, it's not easy for me. I used to get sick. I used to get nauseated. I used to get, oh, gosh, after I would come just up to do announcements, I felt like I had to go throw up. I mean, seriously, I, did, I, I didn't like to be up here. <laughs> Still don't really like to, but, but I'm <clears throat> obedient to what God has. You can just ask Tom what I go through. <laughs> but I know in obedience he's faithful in taking care of us, Right? Well, I just said that, unbeknownst to me, the council was meeting that morning, and the next day, Pastor Barry, after, you know, we're taking set down and doing, all, setting down and everything, and, and he goes, hey, I want, I want you to come over here, and he informs us that uh, the council approved for me to receive income. Tom cried. <laughs> I thank God. I praise God, because um, his faithfulness is never ending. And then it just got better. He gave us some other news, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. I, can't, I cannot believe how good God is. You know what? Our story isn't finished yet. There's still some obstacles that we have to go through. There's still some things we need to navigate through. But God, right? His faithfulness will give us a complete and awesome story that I can't wait. Because God's faithfulness strengthens us. It's sustaining gives us a great story to share about his faithfulness just as they share to share with others and that's one way that we shine is <laughs> through our our stories that God gives us to tell by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony is the accuser brought down we may not see what he has for us sometimes we may be foggy in our understanding that's okay, we don't have to understand. We just have to trust him. God, we may say, look what I've done. I, I'm doing these things for you, and I'm doing this for you, and I'm doing this for you. But then I'm reminded of Nebuchadnezzar. This story came up to me the other day because I was thinking, people would say, oh, Lord, you, you owe me because this is what I do for you. Oh, God doesn't owe us anything. We don't deserve anything. Nothing. We are not entitled to anything but God in his love. So Daniel comes to Nebuchadnezzar. Well, worship team, you can start coming up. Daniel comes to Nebuchadnezzar because Nebuchadnezzar had this dream. And he, didn't, he couldn't explain it. And so he calls Daniel because he had explained dreams before. And Daniel says, tell them what the dream means. Basically, you need to acknowledge who God is and acknowledge God for being God. Otherwise, 
you know, things are going to be taken away from you, and you're going to lose your mind. You're going to be like an animal, and you're going to be out chewing grass. This is what Nebuchadnezzar's the dream is. But Daniel says to him, but all you have to do is acknowledge God, and you can continue in your prosperity and wealth. Acknowledge God, and you can continue. I'm thinking, that's all you have to do. But sometimes when we have that prosperity and wealth, why acknowledge him? Oh, man, in the good times and in the bad, acknowledge that God is God. Because then Nebuchadnezzar went out over the city of Babylon, and he's looking, and he goes, oh, look at what I've created. Look at what I've done. Because then it becomes a pride issue. Look at, look at me. And the angel from heaven came down and said, oh, you are like, boom, your mind is now turned over because you didn't acknowledge God. And he became, for whatever time it was, they said, chewing the grass. His hair grew long. His fingernails were like talons. Until, only by the grace of God, because I don't know when you're out of your mind how you do this. He looked up. It says he looked up. And then he acknowledged who God was. And in that point in acknowledging God, he was restored his kingdom. He was restored everything in acknowledging God. So it's not what we've done. It's not what we do. It's who he is. Even if we are faithless, he remains faithful. 2 Timothy 2. Because he cannot deny himself. Trust him to do what he says he'll do. Now I ask you to bow your heads and <laughs> part of me wants to dare you to go back to prayer. <laughs> we have prayer teams back there. And to dare you to see what God would do. Because he loves you so much. There are certain circumstances, there are certain situations that we may have in our lives that it's like certain things, maybe even consequences of the word of God, I do not know how I'm going to do this. And God says, you're not. Just lift up your hands and give it to me. Why don't you go ahead and stand? And if you're one of those who needs a but God moment, then I ask you to raise your hands and give it to him. Like just a, here, Daddy, take it. And here, Daddy, take me. And I'm going to pray over you. And then I'm also going to ask you if <laughs> to go back and partner with the prayer team. We have some prayer warriors back there. Lord, I thank you. That you are the God over all. That you are holy and that there is none like you. Lord, you bring life out of dead things. You make the impossible possible. Lord, you can take nothing and you bring something out of it. 
Lord, you take circumstances and you can flip it around. I think of Esther and what you did in that story. Lord, you can change what was meant for evil and you turn it for good. Father, I pray that if there's blinders on our eyes, that they would be cast off, that the veil would be gone, and that we would see your faithfulness and your goodness and trust in who you are, because you are who you say you are. And Lord, we can believe that. No matter what the world speaks, no matter what the enemy speaks, no matter what the lies are, we have to go by what you say, by your word, by your truth. Because that's what will last, Lord God. Lord, you look out for us. You have our best interests at heart. You are good all the time. Lord, we thank you that we serve you because you are a faithful God. And Lord, I pray that as your children, in you we live and we move and we have our being. We declare that. Jesus' name. Amen. Sunday. <laughs>